Our scripture reading today will be found in Matthew 21, 22, and Luke 11, 9 to 13. Matthew 21, 22 says, And whatever things you ask in prayer, believe, believing you will receive. Luke eleven nine through thirteen. So I say to you, so I say to you, uh, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks rece- receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. And if And if a son asks for bread from any father among you, you, will you give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will if or if he asks for a fish, will you give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will you offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give such good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit Spirit to those who ask him? May God bless the reading of his word. Mic check. Mic check. Mic check. Happy Sabbath, everyone. Happy Sabbath. Sister Nancy, come up here. Come stand on the platform and look on the congregation. And give them that smiling face. Happy Sabbath, everyone. Happy Sabbath. Listen, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us what? Rejoice and be what? And be glad in it. Amen? Amen. <laughs> He's like looking at Brother Carl like, what's up with Brother Carl this morning? <laughs> hey, listen, where's, where's Francis? Can anybody tell me how old Francis is? How old do you think Francis is? No, 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 no family members. <laughs> no family members. Ten. Ten. Another... What, what, anybody else? 11. Oh, you say 11. So we moved there in, in 2011. And I think Francis was just born, or probably about a year or so. I think she's, Francis, how old are you? 10. She's 10. Who said 10? Ah. He's, <laughs> he's a family member. He's a long last cousin. Listen, it, is, it has been my greatest joy and pleasure to see little Frances. I mean, when we came in, she, I remember her head was wrapped because she had some issues going on with her, with her head, and she had to have surgery. As a church, we came together and we prayed, and we prayed, and God worked a work of miracle. Every now and then, I will scratch Frances's head 
because I know where that head is coming from and how God has blessed her to this point. And to see her stand here and read God's word, I mean, it's testament to the, the work of the parents as they foster and nurture these young lives for the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. This morning, I want to um, thank you, Gabby, for the children's story. We had a big debate on the children's story at home this week because we felt that um, the caption for the story wasn't um, what it should be. <laughs> oh, God, but God is good, isn't he? He is. And so I want to thank you guys for coming out to church this morning. Um, we're in the difficult times. The, the, uh, the first verse in the song, 617, and I'm going to repeat it to you. The songwriter declares that we are living, we are dwelling in a grand and awful time. In an age, an age is telling to be living is what? Sublime. Hark! The songwriter says, the waking up of nation, Gog and Magog to the fray. Hark! It says, what soundeth? It is creation groaning for the latter days. We are indeed living and we are indeed dwelling in this grand and awful time. We are living in unprecedented times. Metal testing times, soul trying times, times that tries the very souls of men. And the question is asked, how will we stand in that great day, Jonas? Will we be found before him wanting? Or will we be found with all of our sins all washed away? Let us bow our heads as we pray. Heavenly Father, as we open your words today, I pray that you will open our hearts to receive it. And bless it now, O God, to everyone that is seated now before you. May your words return not to you void. It is your words, Lord God. None of these are my words, but your words. So bless them to the hearts and the minds of your people today. May your Holy Spirit draw divinely near to each worshiper today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The last time I shared with you some good news that on the E.G. White Estate website, there have been a tremendous um, number of folks that have been searching and looking for truth. But she also shared, as I prepared the lesson, I prepared the, our talk for today. Hey, is that Mason in the back? And his brother? Amen. Hey, listen. And I apologize for such Oh my goodness, it's good to see you guys. Amen, welcome. How's school? I'm hoping school is going well for both of you guys. Uh, what's your brother's name, Mason? Sawyer. Sawyer and Mason. Praise God. Good to see you guys. 
And I was, my mom, my mother-in-law has always been asking for Sandy and Megan and Dolores. And this morning, you couldn't believe the joy that overwhelmed my heart when I saw the car drove up and I told Sister Nancy, who was tending the door, I said, Sister Nancy, I'll take the door for you. So my heart was made glad. Welcome back to church today. It's good to see you guys. And so I wanted to share with you what Sister White says. Listen now, and take no offense to what she says. She says, addressing this is, and she's addressing the church in the late 1800s. And she makes this shocking statement. Listen to what she said. She says, not even one in 20 whose names are registered in church books are prepared to end their earthly history. In fact, she states that if they did, many would find themselves without hope and without God. Just as any other common sinners. This is taken from Christian Service, page 41. If this was the case of so many in the church in the 1800s, what would be our story today? Yes, sadly, we are told that the most common religion of the last days will be a religion of form. A form of religion. Listen, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Timothy. Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 5. Turn your Bibles with me. I want you guys to be an active participant. We are small in number, but we are going to study the word of God today as we look on the caption, asking for the Holy Spirit. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 5. The Bible tells us, but know this, that in the last days... What is going to happen? Perilous times may come. Shall come. Will come. For men will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. Boasters. Proud. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Unholy. Unloving. Unforgiving. Slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of what? A form of godliness, but denying its power. And Paul admonishes us now from such people. Paul says what? Turn away. That sounds like a perfect description of our world today, Kathy. Referring to the scribes and the Pharisees of his day, Jesus said, These people draw to me with their mouth and honor me with their what? With their lips. But their heart is what? Far from me. Matthew chapter 15 and verse 8. It is easy to point finger of condemnation to the scribes and the Pharisees. After all, they crucified Jesus Christ. However, Ellen White writes, to substitute, listen now, to substitute 
external form of God religion for holiness of heart and life is still as pleasing to the unrenewed nature as it was in the days of these Jewish teachers. While we may be able, listen now, while we may be able to fool ourselves some of the time, and we may be able to fool others most of the times, we can fool God anytime. If we truly want to see our prayers answered and truly want the Holy Spirit to be poured out, we must plead with God to change our hearts and to make us new creatures in him. What did I say? If we want the outpouring of the Holy Spirit of God, we must plead with God to change our hearts and to make us new creatures in him. Turn with me to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 20. And we're going to be looking at verse 18 through 20. Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. This is the mission of the church. This is why the church is established. To make disciples, to win lost souls for the kingdom of God. Matthew chapter 20 verse 18 through 20 reads, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely... God says what? Jesus says, I am with you what? Always to the very end of the age. This is the mission of the church. To win lost souls for the kingdom of God. The same message. I want you to know you have to turn to Mark chapter 16. Because the same message. And if you look in your Bible... The wording in the Bible should be written in red. And why is that? Why is the words written in red? Because these are the words of Jesus. Jesus is speaking these words. Mark chapter 16 verse 15 and 18. Jesus speaking again. And he said to them, what's the word he's using? Go! Go into all the world and preach the gospel to everyone. Creature, he who believes and is baptized will be what? Saved. But he who does not believe will be what? Condemned. But I'm thankful. Because Romans chapter 8 and verse 1 says what? There is therefore what? No condemnation. To those that are in whom? Jesus Christ. But listen now. He goes on and says that. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name. Go come with me now. He says that in my name they will cast out what? Demons. 
So in the name of Jesus, we can say, demons, go back to the pits of hell from which you came. And he says that in my name, they will speak with new tongues. In my name, they will take up serpents. And it says that in my name, if they drink anything, what? Deadly, it will by no means hurt them. Listen, it says, and if. So it qualifies it, so they're not being presumptuous. In my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. This is the church, Vicky, that is empowered to go and to preach the word of God. Jesus says that in my name, you are going to do all of these wonderful things. We call this the Great Commission. Listen, we got to go. We have to go and make disciples for the kingdom of God. Jesus' main mission, focus if you will, on this earth was to seek and to save that which was what? Was lost. John 19 and verse 10. Nothing else preoccupied Jesus' mind. Nothing else occupied his attention. Jesus' single mission and focus was about his father's business. Because you see, brothers and sisters, we have a heaven to gain and a hell to what? And a hell to shine. We are in a spiritual warfare. We are in a spiritual warfare. And Paul tells us this in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12 through 13. Because while we go, we are engaged in spiritual warfare. This is the spiritual warfare that Jesus Christ encouraged us to engage in. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 through 13 says, For we do not what? Wrestle against what? Flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, Paul says, so listen, if you are engaged in a spiritual warfare, you need to be spiritually equipped. And so Paul says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil days and having done all to stand. Paul didn't stop there when he tells us about the spiritual warfare and the spiritual armor that we need to be able to stand. But he also characterizes the weapon of our warfare as recorded in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4. Paul says, no, listen. The weapon of our warfare are not what? Carnal. But they are mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. We are pulling down the strongholds of the kingdom of the enemy. And we are building up the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. And so, 
Carl, your sermon today is about how do we get the Spirit? How do we ask for the Spirit of God? And I'm going to, and I need the congregation's help. I don't want you to sleep on me. Help me out here. How do we ask for the Spirit? Anybody? Pray. Pray. How else do we ask for the Spirit? Study God's word. All good things. Inviting him in your hearts. Last week, we listened to the sermon with Pastor Van Den that talks us, tells us that we need to surrender. Surrender. Come into that place of brokenness where we can say, not I, but Christ. That state of brokenness. But now, how do we get this? How do we ask for the Spirit of God? No, I'm going to ask the question. Do we all have faith? Do we all have faith? Yes. Do we? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I will contend, Kathy, that we all have a measure of faith. Correct? Am I correct? Because if you had faith, Steve, can you say to those benches, just speak to that bench right there, and say, bench, be cast out of the church and be cast over into the parking lot. Can you do that? You can say it, but would it happen? <laughs> He's smiling. Steve says that, you can speak to it, but if God wills it to it to go out to the parking lot, it will. So we all have a measure of faith, but we, have, we don't have the full measure of faith. And similarly, Sister Amy, we have a measure of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit that leads us into all truth, but we do not have the full measure of the Holy Spirit. And this is what Pentecost is all about. When the power of the Holy Spirit descended upon the disciples. Listen now. God desires to pour out his, upon his children a full measure of the Holy Spirit to accomplish the gospel commission to go and tell. Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6 says that not by my nor my power but by my spirit says the Lord. It is the privilege of every Christian not only to look for but to hasten the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ where all who profess his name bearing fruits to his glory. How quickly, Sister White says, the whole world would be sown with the seed of the gospel. Quickly the last harvest would be ripened and Christ would come to gather his precious grain. And so how do we receive this Holy Spirit? Turn with me to the book of Luke as we come to a quick close. Luke chapter 11. And thank you, Francis, for reading Luke. You did very well. Praise God. Luke chapter 11. You there? If you're there, just say amen. Amen. Luke chapter 11 and verse 9. So I say to you, 
ask. And it will be what? Given. Seek. And you will what? Find. Knock. And what will happen? And it will be open. For everyone who asks what? Receives. And the one who seeks what? Find. And the one who knocks, the door will be what? No, you can you imagine if you go if if Rick comes to my house and he stands in front of my door, and I'm inside. I don't know Rick is out. <laughs> is the door magically going to open? Rick has to do one of two things. He either knocks on the door, or he what? Rings the doorbell, and then I will come in. Open the door. And so, and so the text continues and says, Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will you give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will you give him a scorpion? If ye then, and Jesus is talking here. Jesus says that, listen, if ye then being Though you are what? Evil. Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who what? Ask him. Jesus says, listen, I want to give it to you, but I can't give until you what? Ask. But I want you to James chapter 4. James chapter 4 and verse 2 and 3. Tells us this. James chapter 4 verse 2 and 3 says, You do not have because you do not what? Ask. You ask and do not what? Receive. Why? Because you ask what? Amiss. That you may spend it on your pleasures. God is willing to give us all the tools that we need to prepare us for this great work that we need to do. And so we go now to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1 gives the preparation needed for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I have to go to my Acts chapter 1. And we are... Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 8. And it says, Being assembled together with them, commanded, commanded them, and this is Jesus now, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which said, You have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be, what? Baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And when they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times 
or the season which the Father has put in his own power. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in where? Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, the word of God says that he was transfigured. Jesus is gone. But he said, listen, tarry in Jerusalem because there is a power that is going to come to equip you to do a work that in your own power you will not be able to do. In that same chapter, in Acts chapter 1 and verse 14, it says that these all continued in one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his disciples. This is the preparation. Now here comes the power. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And they appeared unto them cloves of tongue like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with what? The Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. The manifestation of the power of God in the hearts and the lives of his children. God's work will be fulfilled when his people seek and experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit and allow Christ to reach out to others through them. So it, may, so it may be now, let Christians put away all dissensions and give, give themselves to God for the saving of the lost. Let them ask in faith for the promised blessing, and it will come. The outpouring of the Spirit in the days of the apostles was the former reign, and the glorious was the result, but the latter reign will be more abundant. What is the promise to those living in these last days, Sister Amy? It says, turn you to the stronghold, ye prisoners of hope. Even today do I declare that I will render double unto you. Ask of the Lord, rain in the time of the latter rain, so the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to everyone grass in the field. God is willing, brothers and sisters, to pour out his Holy Spirit's power in the hearts and the lives of his people. The question is asked, are you ready to receive it?